0: Greetings, everyone. And before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, anger is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Drunken Car Review. And today, we got a list and lyriads of news for you today, so we're not going to have any cars to review, but rather, I just thought I'd share with you a boatload of news that I have recently uncovered, or found out, or read about. Anyways, let us proceed, shall we? To start off with this review, I thought I'd kick it off with a little bit of possible news from Ford. Now, mind you, this is no announcement, nor is it anything to say for certain that whether I am about to speak the words of is actually true. But that being said, I thought I would share it with you all nonetheless. Recently, a recent LinkedIn post by Ford engineer, a head of engineering I should rather say, has hinted at the fact that Ford might possibly be looking at hybridizing the Mustang, of all things. Yep, recent recent news from a Ford engineer posting up on LinkedIn has hinted at the fact that they are looking for possible hybrid engineers to work on the new chassis models of the Mustang. In other words, hinting at the fact that they might be now trying to produce a gasoline-slash-hybrid-or-electric Mustang engine, rather, not the Mustang Mach-E, mind you, a regular Mustang. Now, this comes on the top of the fact that recent patents have also been filed to possibly be able to hybridize both the V6 on these Mustangs, or the 4-cylinder, I should rather say, and also the Coyote engine, the V8. That is a big deal, in my opinion, because not only do you get V8 power, but a hybrid engine. If they can manage that, and if, whether or not this is true or not, I can't say for certain, but if they can manage that... I would actually be relatively impressed. You can get your fancy little emission standards crap on there and yet still have the option of running a gasoline car. Rather brilliant, I must say so myself. So if that news holds to be true, I would actually give uh, Mustang not a bad credit. Now they just do it with the four-cylinder hybrid thing. Personally, I don't know if you're buying a four-cylinder Mustang. Odds are you don't really care about power and I don't think hybrid would make a difference. So overall, I don't think it's a bad move by Mustang, especially considering what the government regulations will probably end up coming into. So overall, not a bad move. Now, this is not all positive, but if what the LinkedIn post says is true in recent patents, it is hinting towards a possible hybrid engine for the new Mustangs. In other news that we have for you all, we have news as well that GM plans on installing approximately, oh, about 40,000 level 2 charging stations inside of their dealerships. What does this mean? Well, to put it rather simply, it means that Ford is going to be, or Ford, GM, I should rather say, is going to be taking a lot of time and money and investment into putting probably a couple of hundreds of millions of dollars into charging level 2 stations. Now, what are level 2 charging stations? Well, simply put, they're those charging units that charge relatively fast. And what I mean by charging relatively fast is only it takes hours to charge the vehicle to a full charge. The idea and concept isn't bad overall. I get what they're trying to do, but it's still stupid beyond belief. The problem is nobody is going to be willingly sit in a dealership for at least even an hour to get maybe a twenty percent charge on their car, and just sit in a dealership for that long. First of all, nobody likes going into dealerships that much anymore. It's not like a big deal, and even then, you don't want to be hawked by sales staff and everything else like that. You just want to get in your car and go. This is, I guess, convenient for people who don't have access to a charging station like if you own an apartment but again the problem is why are they only level two these should be fast charging stations something that can get you 20 percent charge in five minutes ten minutes or so like the tesla charging stations i think it's silly beyond belief i think dr cars in general are silly beyond belief but that is besides the point so GM, I think this is a stupid move beyond belief. I'm not sure what they're hoping to accomplish by this. I think trying to get their electric car seals to get boosted up a little bit and trying to get people to interact more with their charging units by saying, "Oh, we got 40,000 charging units across the country at all our dealerships." After all, people with 10 minutes from a charging station. Yeah, but nobody wants to sit for two hours at a dealership. Are you nuts? So, anyways, I thought I'd just share that little bit of information from GM. Personally, I don't find I find this move pointless. If it was 40,000 fast charging stations, I would have a different opinion on it, because at the end of the day, you can, I'm not a fan of EV cars, I will say that it would accomplish the goal they are setting out to do, getting people to try to buy more of these things. So what else we got here today? Oh yeah, Tesla news. I got a lot of Tesla news for you folks, because Tesla has been making a lot of news as of late. So let's start off with a recent announcement by both Tesla and also Hurst as well. Not Not the... not the, the, the death mobiles, not the casting carriers. No, Hertz rental car company. They have recently invested in buying 100 full-priced, not, not discounted at all, full-priced 100,000 Teslas Model 3s. Now, you may be wondering, why is that a big deal? Ford sells hundreds of thousands of expeditions and explorers and everything else to these car rental companies all the time. To be honest, I'm not sure what the big deal of it is, but seeing everyone in the universe seems to think it is... I guess it's because it's an electric car. Now, Hurst has received you see a lot of news around surrounding this thing, and I can kind of see why anybody associated with Tesla is receiving a lot of news. But the concept of putting in electric cars is, to me, a bit silly. I mean, overall, the major dilemma with, well, any Tesla, is that they're difficult to operate right off the bat. It takes a little getting used to just driving the thing, because you can't just pick your foot off the pedal and the car kind of just coasts up to a stop that's how electric cars work when you take your foot off the pedal you instantly start to get a braking motion on the car because the electric motors start losing power and when electric motors lose power they begin to wind down rather quickly and receive a lot of resistance this is how the electric cars are pretty much able to save brakes for years because they usually just use the wind down of the motor as a way to save on brake pedals and everything else like that and that's just not the only problem. Just the usage of the vehicle as well is a bit problematic. You see, the problem with, for example, just popping your ass into a Tesla is that it's difficult to get your ass adjusted in a Tesla. It's not just a matter of you can just see the opposite. No, you have to... Everything is pretty much operating through touchscreens and switches. There's no switches in the car. It's just everything is through a screen. You have to learn to operate the thing and everything else like that. So I'm not sure what their plan is to make it so these are accessible for older individuals to get into cars and that, but again, it, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Maybe like one of those uh, Jurassic World, that Jimmy Fallon videos will pop up on the screen every time you get into one of these things. Who knows? But the thing is, it's just I think it's just a little silly in my mind. The other thing is, is that this also causes a boost in Tesla as well. See, most people don't care about the rental sales, just a way for car or normal manufacturers to make just a little bit of dollar and a steady income, but for some reason, this is caused Tesla's stock to skyrocket. Yep, Tesla has now received an evaluation max, a, max a, a max cap on their stock of $1 trillion, making them one of only a handful of companies to ever achieve this. It's insane. It doesn't make sense. Tesla just barely, barely started turning a profit like a year ago. I don't understand what idiot, or what evaluation decided that that would be a fair evaluation. I mean, the problem is is that Tesla overall, they don't sell enough cars to, for me, condone that kind of evaluation. I mean, you look at Ford, they sell hundreds of billions of dollars more than Tesla, and they still don't have that kind of evaluation. To me, I think it's a little asinine and silly, and I think it's just marketing jumping on the bandwagon of, hey, look, it's electric vehicles, it's a good thing, and never really taking into consideration the fact that, yeah, but this company has barely started turning over a profit. I think it's a little silly evaluation, I don't Unfortunately, I think it's not really going to stay, but I think it's silly beyond belief that a brand new manufacturer that barely has been producing cars in a reasonable number has suddenly got a trillion dollar valuation. Anyways, on to some final news for you people. There was recently a competition, a name of which eludes me. You might be able to look up on the Googles. But uh, basically, much of colleges got together and decided to have a race. But not just any race. In this little oval track. This race was all autonomous vehicles. Yep, every vehicle in this race was unmanned, unhandled, and nobody else was driving. It, it was supposed to be a full on wheel to wheel race, but due to so called rain concerns, although I think that's a little bit of bullshit, but due to rain concerns, they weren't allowed drivers out to do their final tests, so they decided to just do a time trial system. But nevertheless, it shows that they are starting to take a reasonable investment, I guess you could say, into the next autonomous vehicles in that. Now you may think that my due to my positions on electric vehicles that I hate autonomous cars as well, but that is actually to the contrary. I actually don't hate autonomous vehicles. I think they have their advantages. For example, if you're an, an older fellow, let's just say, and you um, you are uh, not proficient at driving any longer as you used to be, you may find yourself being having your license revoked. This means you are no longer able to get around in that. Well, the advantages to a fully autonomous vehicle is that, well, you can actually get your butt in a car and actually go somewhere. And my mind changed on this because I'm not I still believe that I don't I don't fully believe in a full autonomous future. I think that's bullshit. People will still want to drive their own cars. That's nothing that they will ever be able to change in American culture. Or if it does, it's going to take a lot more than just a couple decades to do it. But overall, it's a it proves an advantage that, well, an older fellow who necessarily wants to go somewhere, but doesn't want to call an Uber or a taxi every time, just get into his own, own car, and just drive to where he wants to go, but not actually drive, just let the car do it, I think it's actually a brilliant idea, or for my case, if I want to get to work, and um, uh, t- take a nap, without worrying about uh, putting your car in the ditch, I think it's not a bad idea, overall, I like the idea of autonomous cars, in this race, I'm not sure about autonomous racing, I still think it's silly-ass, comprehension. But overall, the problem still remains is that, well, it's kind of cool. There's no doubt about that. I mean, autonomous vehicles, I kind of look forward to that type of future. I've, recently we, I Recently, I, my family has an expedition. I've driven that around, and I find it enjoyable to switch that thing into the lane keep assist and the cruise control and the stop assist. You know, it just let it drive itself down the road, practically. You have your hands on the wheel, but that's about it. It's It's comfortable. At the end of the day, I have no problem with autonomous cars. As long as I'm still allowed to drive my car on the road, and there's no laws against it, I'm fine with it. I think there's a few advantages that I think people would actually love to do. Anyways, this has been a lyriot of news from Drunken Car Review. I appreciate you all listening to this insanity. I hope you found this news fascinating as some of it I did. And, uh, anyways, have a great day and a wonderful night. Goodbye. If you like and subscribe, please do. Goodbye.